This episode is brought to you by Seed. Did you know that supporting your health can be as easy as taking two capsules a day? Each daily dose of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is formulated with 24 scientifically studied probiotic strains that support gut, skin, and heart health, helping you start the new year off right. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. Hey, soulmates, welcome to your Tuesday. I want to thank you in advance for being a part of the conversation. Plenty to talk about right here on Fox Souls Black Report. Welcome in. We're going to follow the new advancements for weight loss from one of the nation's leading black doctors. And we're going to talk about the scam experts say to stay clear of this year. I'm Courtney Hicks. And I'm Lee Thomas in for Nicordelite Corte. Plus, we're going to talk about the raising prices of grocery. Mm. They're rising fast. And we have a few tips for our soulmates on how to save a dollar. And of course, the Universe Soul Circus is still on top of it after all of yeah. these years. One of my favorite places in the go, world. Go ahead, do it. Soul Circus. Well, they're about to hire you in a minute. You better be careful. Yes, <laughs> We're going to bring you our news, our views, and our voice. So let's get into our top conversation for today. Burger King closing 26 locations right here in the Detroit area. Uh, nearly all of them, like I said, in Metro Detroit. Yeah, this all over dispute between a franchisee and mm. the corporation. Now, it's workers, majority black, who were left holding the bag. Fox, 2's, uh, Fox 2 Detroit's Ingrid Kelly has a reaction. BK Have It Your Way has taken on a new meaning for hundreds of workers employed by the fast food restaurant in Metro Detroit. She told me that they were closing down and not to come in. It's not the way Tawana Johnson wanted to learn from her manager that she and countless others were no longer employed by 23 Burger King restaurants owned and operated in Southeast Michigan by EYM King of Michigan based in Texas. They just said they were closing down. They didn't say the reason. Monday afternoon, Fox 2 found Tawana outside this Burger King near Livernois and Grand River, waiting for her manager to arrive so she could pick up her last paycheck. EYM King of Michigan sent this letter to the Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity Workforce Development in Lansing, writing that nearly 430 people are impacted and that the company would permanently cease operations in Michigan due to unforeseen business circumstances and not being able to reach a resolution with Burger King Corporation. Fox 2 called EYM and were told to contact Burger King's corporate offices, which we did and received a statement which reads, we are aware of the situation but cannot comment at this time due to pending litigation. Fox 2 also obtained this letter which went out to employees. The letter told employees that, quote, we are unable to continue operating since Burger King Corporation is not allowing us to do so. Although this letter explains the reason for the closing, one manager we spoke to had this to say. What do you think happened? I'm not sure. Poor management, I think. This manager says it was also difficult telling her staff they no longer had jobs. I, it was very uncomfortable. Tawana says she has found another job at another Burger King under different management, but she has a message for her former boss. If you hire somebody, let them know all the information so that way they can make their decision if they want to work here or not or find another one because if she would have told me at the beginning, I wouldn't have did it. In Detroit, Ingrid Kelly, Fox 2 News. 26 wow. locations closed, yeah. a lot of people out yeah. of work. And our thanks to uh, Ingrid uh, for that. Listen, your heart goes out to the workers. Mm -hmm. I mean, regardless of what has gone on at the upper management, uh, ownership, franchisee level, mm -hmm. um, it's the workers who are suffering, no fair warning. Uh, you saw uh, that lady in the piece come pick mm -hmm. up her last check. Uh, thankfully, she's found a new employment. Mm -hmm. But aside from, you know, folks needing to find new jobs, being out of jobs, is what's going to happen to those bills? buildings. You know, mm. as, as, as Detroiters, we know that we're already dealing with a lot of blight. Mm -hmm. So you have 26 buildings that are going to be abandoned, shut down. Mm -hmm. And you know, sometimes what happens with, 
you know, um, graffiti and and just, yeah. just people vandalizing. Yeah. People trying That's to get my, medals. Sort of the too. eyesores yeah, purpose, that are about yeah. to happen, you know, across the city because of these abandoned Burger King uh, stores. Interesting that they couldn't have worked something out. They had yeah. to close 26 like, stores. That is mm -hmm. uh, something. And you know, mm -hmm. Ingrid reached out to corporate and they gave us the pat the statement. The runaround. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's talk about the Federal Trade Commission. It is warning people about scammers using phone calls to scam their voice. Mm. Now, the agency says criminals only need three seconds, three seconds of voice no cloning way. to get your voice. It's the tools that they have that they can use. Mm. Now, once your voice has been cloned, the scammer can use it to deceive family and friends into sending money or providing personal information. The FTC says do not trust anyone. Verify who you're talking to, even if it sounds like it's someone you know. And if you have an, uh, to answer an unknown phone number, the agency also says let the other person speak first. Because it's interesting when you get one of those phone calls and you answer the phone and you hear nothing. And then it, it, it's like a silence, mm -hmm. and then you hear a recorded phone mm -hmm. call. Mm -hmm. That lets you know that it's already a recording. Hang up. Well, first Hang of all, up. I don't pick up any number I don't mm -hmm. recognize. They're going to voicemail in the first place. And right. secondly, if I do happen to pick up mm -hmm. uh, and there's silence, I don't say anything. And then eventually, you know, it'll, it'll disconnect on its own. But to try to stay ahead of these scammers I know. is so tricky and dicey because they are so clever. Mm -hmm. And I've also always thought that if they would take that genius and flip it and do good, where would we be as a right, society, as right. a world? Because they're so clever with the way they go about doing yeah. things. Just imagine if they were on the right side of honesty. Yeah. We'd be, yeah. We'd be better off as human we'd beings. We'd be a lot better off. Yeah. You, you really have to be careful with that voice cloning yeah. technology. If you answer the phone and mm -hmm. say, hey, this is such and such, mm -hmm. blah, 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 they'll take that. Yeah. Manipulate your voice. Right. And when you're family member picks up the phone, mm -hmm. it'll be, hey, this is Courtney, yeah. how and, you doing? And especially with yeah. our elderly, our mm -hmm. more seasoned folks, who some of them are really good with these cell phones, yeah. but others, yeah. they're the ones or the generation that still might have a house phone and, right. and, are, and are accustomed to saying, hello, hello, Custom hello, until somebody says something, yes. right? So yes. I'm, I'm worried about the elderly as well yeah, in situations like let that. Let your people know that That's right. voice cloning is happening and getting more prevalent. Oh. So much yeah, you got to look out for. Got to, got All right. to. Right, let's talk about auto insurance rates. They're going up again this year. Mm. The biggest increase since 2018. Now that is on top of a 5% increase from last year. My goodness, consumer reporter Heather Sullivan reports many drivers are leaving money on the table and there's more than one way to save. Auto insurance rates are going up this year like a pedal to the metal, an average of 8.4%. Even if you've had a really clean driving record, you've had a good year, you're, you weren't driving a lot, you may still see your rates go up uh, by as much as 9%, sometimes even more, depending on your driving record. A local man showed us his bill just jumped from $289 a month for two cars to 391 and he says he hasn't had any accidents or tickets. Other drivers are feeling it too. I've changed insurance companies probably three times <laughs> just to find a better deal. 40 so, years, there are no accidents, so you know, you're like, why is it so high? But that's what a value penguin study found that many drivers don't do, shop around for lower rates. You have to shop around because you're probably gonna save a good chunk of money just by doing so. Many insurers consider your credit score as a factor, giving lower insurance rates to drivers with higher credit scores. Value Penguin found drivers with good credit could save an average of $950 a year by switching insurers. And drivers with poor credit who pay the most could save an average of $1,643 a year by changing insurers. It's much more in some states like Texas. Value Penguin says drivers with bad credit pay an average of $5,275 a year for insurance in Texas, but could qualify for for a rate as low as $1,759 a year. Because it's a huge expense. And if you're not shopping around, you're probably leaving about $3,500 plus on the table. Did she just say five 
thousand she something did. a year and you're leaving three thousand on the table who who do she i have did. to call where's my pen and then if i gotta you call if somebody you don't live in a city like detroit uh, we, we are auto the automobile capital so we mm -hmm. don't really have like a subway and then those kind of reliable right. type things that are public, part of your everyday yeah. you know commute like a like a dc or a new york right. but Gosh, and and it's like you don't want to ride dirty, you know. You right. want you want to be suited and booted. You want to be yeah. legit, but mm -hmm. it is so difficult uh, with these interest rates. And the price is just Detroit. going up. It really is discouraging. Rates, it really prices, is discouraging. All of it. And then you have to take your time and shop around. Like mm -hmm. who has time mm -hmm. to to you know? I know it's an internet search, but then mm -hmm. it's a call, and then when you make the phone call, you get the phone calls back. It's just it's a process that must be done. Yeah, these insurance Save rates that are money. off the roof, especially mm -hmm. when you live in a in a city, you know, like Detroit or mm -hmm. like a Oakland or mm -hmm. like a Baltimore, where a lot of times there's this red tape. And mm -hmm. they, they judge you and they price you based upon yeah, your zip code they really and, and do. the activity and that Texas, happens in that neighborhood. They were in the in the story. It was yeah. Texas, Dallas, mm -hmm. Houston, all the, all those areas yeah. where public transportation yeah. isn't the yeah. same as D.C. Or I know I got my bill and and I jumped up a little bit and I called Jake, honey. Mm. I had to call Jake and I, I couldn't get that little guy, little cutie pie man on the phone. But I'm gonna show enough hit him up because he yeah. gonna let me tell me something. Jake with the red sweater, hook yeah, me up. Because even a small mm -hmm. increase, like two, three dollars, you still feel that mm -hmm. thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Jake called me back. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go anywhere you to call, call us. We are you here for you right me. now. <laughs> Coming up on, on. Fox, uh, Fox Soul's Black Report. Is diabetes medication making it safe for weight loss? Uh, this is a big discussion mm -hmm. as of late. We'll tell you what doctors say are possible high uh, health risks. Those details and more when we return. You're watching Fox Souls Black Report. You better call me, Jake. If he calls you, tell him I said what up. I will. Tell him I said what up, though. Talk about my cardinal deal, my insurance deal. You better call me. Like my grandma used to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome back to Fox Soul's Black Report. For decades, many have struggled to lose weight. Uh-huh, but now there could be a life-changing medicine that has evolved to help cure the obesity crisis, especially among black American soulmates like you and me. Take a look. FDA authorized Ozempic six years ago as a treatment for people with type 2 diabetes trying to get better control of their blood sugar. We noticed right away that Ozempic really helped our patients with losing weight. And so those who had diabetes. And so that was one of our go-to medications. Then in 2021, Dr. Alicia Shelley, lead physician at the Wellstar Medical Center office in Douglasville, says the FDA approved Wagovi, an injectable made by the same company as a weight loss drug. It was a game changer. <laughs> we started to be able to use this and start to see an effect in our patients where they were losing up to about 14% of their body weight, which was more than what we had seen prior. Dr. Shelley says the drugs work by slowing down how quickly food can move through the digestive tract. So that people feel fuller, people feel more satisfied, they have less cravings. So it really helps with people losing weight. It really focuses on that. And the drugs can also help head off blood sugar spikes. But Dr. Shelley says they're just tools designed to be used together with a healthy diet and exercise. And the results are good, but they're still pretty modest. When we look at the studies, with diet and exercise alone, most people lose between 5 to 10 percent of their body weight. But with medications, now we're getting up to 15 percent. To qualify for Wigovi, you need to have a body mass index or BMI of 30 or higher or a BMI of 27 or higher, along with an underlying health condition like high blood pressure or diabetes. The drugs can cause side effects. The most common are nausea, diarrhea, vomiting, stomach pain and constipation. But in rare cases, users can develop pancreatitis, and kidney failure. So it's extremely important that you go to your doctor to make sure you're a good candidate um, and make sure that this medication is really for you. And Dr. Sherry says as demand for Ozempic has jumped, so have reports of shortages. It has been quite difficult, to be honest with you, trying to get it for the, our patients who are diabetic who need it, but then also for our patients who um, have obesity who need it as well. Mm. That was a Fox Medical Team report. Yeah, 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 it's interesting because I never think of 
a medication that's for something else being used for mm -hmm. weight loss. Mm -hmm. Which is why they went ahead and uh, formulated Wagovi, mm -hmm. uh, so it wouldn't disturb the Ozempic, you know, the folks who need Ozempic mm -hmm. for, you know, to mm -hmm. control their diabetes. But, you know, once once it gets out there that, hey, this is the one right. to take, a lot of people want to want to still go for the Ozempic. Um, right. but, there, but there is Wagovi, which does the same exact thing, mm -hmm. but it has been formulated for weight loss. Uh, you okay. know, particularly where the Ozempic uh, helps regulate uh, folks with, with problems with uh, diabetes. Look, I've heard about the results and I've heard they've been absolutely fantastic. Really? It's when you come off. Right. When you come off and you, you then have what are you to. Do? You get the weight, weight you, back. You, I yeah, because I think what it does is it, 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 it controls whatever that thing is in your brain saying right. you're full, you're full, so you're full, so you're not eating right. as much. So it's essentially, from what I gather, like almost like an appetite suppressant. So when you come off of it, if you haven't really you know, reset yourself. And if you haven't really done any lifestyle changes and you continue to kind of, and you may go back to the way you ate, some people say they gained that weight back right and then some. Oof. So it's real tricky. You're gonna, it's like she said in the piece, it's it's a tool and you're gonna have to continue to uh, change up, you know, the way you modify do things. The modify the lifestyle thing. That's, that's what right. it's all about. That's right, that's that right. That whole list of, you know, diarrhea, oh, that, vomiting. That threw you off, huh? Pain, you know, pancreas, I heard the kidney. I heard the nausea is the worst. Oof. I heard the nausea is the worst okay. yeah, of, them, of them all. All right. all right, so let's move on to a new study that finds birth control pills that contain only progestin uh, pose as much risk of breast cancer as pills that contain both estrogen and progestin. Uh, progestogen. Uh, it's been known that for years that the combined birth control pills may elevate the risk of developing breast cancer, but the new study found that the risk of breast cancer was 20 to 30 percent higher among women who use birth control pills with both of those hormone uh, combinations or uh, the uh, um, progesterone only pills. But other studies have shown that birth control pills can decrease the risk of some other forms of cancer, including ovarian cancer. So doctors say for many women, the benefits of birth control pills will probably outweigh the risk of breast cancer, like any medication, the ones we just talked about, Wigo, mm -hmm. the Ozempic. There are gonna be some side effects. There are gonna be some risks. Mm -hmm. Those are usually clearly laid out either mm -hmm. by reading the fine print or you know talking with your uh, physician um, but you know throughout the years women have found you know birth control pretty uh, effective and maybe mm -hmm. the, the risks uh, minimum you just have to consult again with your doctor and see what's going to work for you sometimes different levels don't work mm -hmm. well for other women as they do uh, for some other women and just stay on top of that you really are going to have to be vigilant you know about your health you have to take responsibility especially when we talk about women's health and and, and reproduction mm -hmm. uh, and how they're trying to take the how they've been able to take that control and that choice mm -hmm. from us you really have to get vigilant nowadays and, and talk to your That's physician right. make mm -hmm. sure you talk to your physician and That's understand right. the risk mm -hmm. and what you can do to make them less to mm -hmm. minimize them That's so, right. yeah all right uh, meanwhile the price for groceries seems to just continue to rise but there are tips and solutions to keep uh, your meals uh, budgeted a bit. That's important. Experts say the brands most of us know and love are sold for cheaper under different names, helping you save a few dollars on your next shopping trip right now. Take a look. Aldi is a discount grocery store offering prices often lower than most grocery stores. So that's roughly about 15% overall that they're saving on their shopping bill, and that's around $700 a year. Aldi does it by keeping overhead low. There are only five aisles. So we've got about 1,700 products compared to some of your other stores that may have 60,000. You're always paying for that extra shelf space, but here we've got about 98% of the items that every customer wants on their weekly shopping trip. They say many of the products are locally sourced or from the same suppliers to major brands, but sold as Aldi brands. It's the same items that you may get at other retailers under a national brand. They're just in our store under our label, and that's how we're able to save you money. You won't find avocado towers in produce or a butcher in the meat department. We don't have a butcher in the back of the store or a cheesemonger or anything like that or a deli counter, but we're able to prepackage these items that are fresh, never frozen. Carts are rentable for a quarter, which you get back when it's returned. Customers bag their own groceries and prices are updated electronically. Heather Sullivan, Fox News.
Still ahead, let's talk about something more pleasant. The Universal do it, do it. Circus My is man. taking center stage. <laughs> and we're not lying. Get it? Lying? Never mind. Wow, we're not lying. Wow, wow. Aaron, did you write that? <laughs> it's still gonna be wild. I like that one. I like that oh, one. Oh, Miranda wrote that. Right? Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> no, no, stick around. Uh, we're going to have a chance to uh, meet the owner and see what all the roar of roar. the guy Go ahead. is about next. Roar is about next. No lying. They're roaring like, about the circus. Let's don't go. Do don't do that again, Let's Miranda. Let's go. Don't do it again, Miranda. I'm all in. <laughs> she wrote that. Roar. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Fox Soul's Black Report. You might notice less dining options the next time you order food through Uber Eats. Uh-oh. Now, according to a report by the Wall Street Journal, the company is working to declutter its platform by removing about 5,000 virtual restaurants. Virtual restaurants, also known as ghost kitchens, serve customers only through delivery or apps such as Uber Eats. Now, the problem is some restaurants are listing the same menu under different names to try and attract more customers. Now the report adds one restaurant in San Francisco copied and pasted its menu 20 times. Now come on now, but I've never ghost. Uh, have you ever heard of that? Mm -mm. I don't really do Uber Eats Me as either. much. That stuff can get pricey. It does. I'm going to just say a family member kind of looked at the finances and they had ended up spending $7,000 on Uber Eats. That shocked me to my core. I was like, and they're still a family member. No, I'm just, yeah, they, <laughs> I'm just they're playing, still very know? much together and do what they do. What? But I guess it's their lifestyle. It's it's how what? They, I don't know. Courtney Hicks cooks, and her husband eats a meal every night and even a bigger meal on Sunday. I just don't get it. I, I, I've one always, man applause, Courtney. One, one man applause. Do you thank handle you. your business? Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I've just always had a problem with people bringing me my food. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know it's stapled shut and super glued shut, but I just don't, I don't trust it either. I don't trust it, and it gets so pricey. There's so it many surcharges charges involved, you'll be ending up paying $50 for a small fry. My, my, uh, my youngster ordered mm -hmm. something and uh, the price of what she ordered was the same as the delivery fee. That's crazy. I, That's I, crazy. I, 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 I just, I don't know. We, we, had a, we had a conversation. But we've gotten so used to it and a little lazy. Mm -hmm. Like I've got family it's members easy. who you say, oh, I need, a, boop, boop, I need a bar of soap. Yeah, boop, boop, and boop. And then and the next thing right at the door, yep. somebody done brought it. I'm like, you don't get your butt up. Mm -hmm. Go to the store. <laughs> Do a Target run or something. All righty. Up next, behind every successful artist. Yes, is an incredible woman. The Universe Soul Circus is known as the coolest show on earth and for almost 30 years, can you believe it? The Universe Soul Circus has brought its jaw-dropping combination of circus arts, theater, and music to every culture, family, and generation. People from all over the world have enjoyed thousands of shows over the years and the fun continues. Joining us now to discuss the evolution and inspiration behind the Universe Soul Circus is founder Cedric Walker. I want to welcome you to Fox Hills Black Report. Well, thank you so much, Courtney. Thank you. Indeed. It's a pleasure and thanks for having us. Absolutely. Let's start with congrats on 30 years. 30 years. It's, they said it couldn't be done. I remember the beginning days. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Detroit. Mm hmm. I remember that. So sure. so so let's go back to the beginning and what inspired you to create the Universal Circus? Well, it was an idea whose time had come. Uh, family attractions in America did not have a, a, a show that reflected the urban experience, the music, the dance, the swagger, mm -hmm. the, the you know, the laughter, you know, that was celebrated in, in our culture just wasn't represented in family attractions. So we created something that represented that, that grandmother, father, daughter, son, and grandchild could all sit on the same row and enjoy each other while enjoying the show. Yeah, so talk to us a little bit about Universal Circus and, and the whole experience, what we can experience. I know it's just not a black circus, but you have incorporated uh, acts of color from around the world. Talk a little bit about that. So our culture is so rich mm -hmm. and diverse until it impacts every culture. Yeah. It impacts global culture, So and it's shared. 
So young people, the circus was made up of young people, 28. Mm-hmm. Who's going to fly through the air and off of a trapeze but an 18- or 20-year-old? And they all love that urban energy. They all love the hip-hop. They all love the dance. They all love the music that, that Universal represents. So they are drawn to, to this presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we get, we've got a diverse uh group of performers that all share that common energy that 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 soul Mm -hmm. um that we share with the world but it's 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 all about audience interaction when you come to universe soul you're in the audience but you're part of the show um call and response you're dancing your seat you're Mm -hmm. in the ring uh, we include the audience just as much as we as the we we think the audience are performers as well. Mm-hmm. But it's all about uplifting culture. It's about the positive aspects of our culture. When we first created it, we thought about when blacks first were on TV. We thought about our our achievements in sports. We thought about our spirituality. We thought about our music. So we incorporated, you know, if you came to Detroit and mm-hmm. moving on up to the top, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, the Jacksons, you know, uh, music from Motown, um, the spirituality at the end of the show. So it, it's, it just encompasses the, the richness of our culture and the positive aspects of it. It, it really does. It just, it just runs the gamut. So, you know, you, you start the Universal Circus. You know, how did you go about finding, you know, the talent, the artists uh, for the show? And I'm sure over the 30 years that has expanded because these acts are just unbelievable. They'll take, they really so, do take your breath away. They really do. As you can tell, I've been to the Universal Soul Circus a few times myself. <laughs> So, you know, we, we traveled the world. When I first had idea, I said, well, I'm going to get a chance to travel around the world because mm-hmm. that's what I heard and read about circus um, entrepreneurs, how they found talent. And so that's what we did. But what we found early on was there, we had some great black performers that were performing in Europe. European circuses mm-hmm. were more lenient, I would say, or more artsy, focused on art. So that was the, the place where I found a lot of great black performers performing. Um, and we had some in the United States. The, the, you know, the Ringling Brothers had the King Charles Troop mm-hmm. and Pamela Hernandez. So they were, they contributed as well. So... There were, but the performers that performed on these shows had to be great. So I was very fortunate to, and when the call went out for a circus that featured black performers, it was answered from around the world. It, mm-hmm. it was something that all the black performers around the world called, and so that was the first one. Um, what we found was there were very few, and it was limited to the few we found early on. Mm-hmm. So we had to go out and create training camps in these various countries. And in South Africa, there was a circus school in, in Cape Town. We created or we worked with a circus school in Guinea Conakry. We, we, we work with circus schools in Ethiopia, mm-hmm. and we actually set trainers to those schools or incorporated training from Chinese trainers, Russian trainers, because they, they excelled in the art of circus. So let me and ask you this, Cedric. So what do you, what do you, with that in mind, what do you think is the, the, big, the bigger difference, biggest difference uh, between a, a regular circus clown and a universal circus clown? I mean, <laughs> for, for the soulmates so who haven't seen it, are, seen it, just seen the circus, soul circus just yet. So if you haven't seen Fresh the Clowns, you're in for a real treat. It's mm-hmm. all about the dance, the, the laughter, and the music with our clowns. It's um, not built on gags, but it's just built on the urban energy and the use mm-hmm. and the dance movements and the new dances. So, yeah. yeah, our clowns are just different. And they're out there in the, in the audience, in the aisles with you. So that's a big difference. Indeed. All right, so what is this, this year's uh, schedule looking like and how can our soulmates uh, learn more about the Universal Soul Circus and, and when, it's, when it's coming to the individual cities? Connect us, link us up. 
So our theme is we all belong. So we all belong in this world. We all belong, all races, all cultures at at the Universal Circus. Mm -hmm. And right now we're currently in Los Angeles um, and we're moving from Los, and we're here through uh, starting, well, we just started Mm -hmm. uh, this weekend and we're here for the next six to eight weeks. And then we moved to Oakland in May. Uh, middle of May uh, at the Hilltop Mall in Richmond. Um, then we moved from there to Washington, D.C. at National Harbor at the 4th of July, mm. as we normally do. And then it's off to New York, to the Bronx, to, to, to Queens and Brooklyn. Amazing, um, amazing, amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, for, let me say again, congratulations on 30 years. Everybody was questioning it, said it couldn't be done, said it was a, a pit bull in a lion's costume, but it's the <laughs> real deal. And it's, it's definitely a cut above. And uh, we just congratulate you. Safe travels. We can't wait till you get to a, a town, uh, you know, so all of the soulmates can partake. Uh, Cedric Walker, founder of the Universe Soul Circus. Thank you for your time today. You are an official soulmate, and we got to have you back to talk a little bit more. Travel safe on that tour as well. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. The Soul Circus, let oh. me tell you. So like I was saying in the interview, I remember yeah. them coming to Detroit. It was one of mm-hmm. the test cities. I and remember that. I've been you, live with the Universe Soul Circus so many times. Really? I had such a great time because yeah. I, growing up, mm-hmm. I had never seen an all-black circus. So when I got there, I was like, what? And then for us, it was all about, he mentioned it, Ringling, Barney, Bailey, Bailey, mm, Barney, Ringling. Mm. That was it. Yeah, that And was so, it. you know, years and years and years later, here comes the Universe Soul Circus, and you're mm. seeing these amazing acts of color from across, across the, the world. world. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. We've always been talented. Ringmaster and everything. Yeah. Lo- I love the whole it's, thing. It's a, it's a good time. It all really is. All about that. All right, up next, behind every successful artist is a team of incredible women. We introduce you to the incredible women who have shattered glass ceilings and made their mark in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. You're watching Fox Soul's Black Report. Have you heard? And today on Fox Hills Black Report, we are joined by LaJoyce Brookshire, one of the co-creators of Women Behind the Mic. These powerful women have had incredible careers in the music industry and beyond, working with some of the biggest names in the industry. Now they are using their expertise to create a platform that amplifies the voices of women in entertainment. I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I know your, your partner, Michelle, is having some technical difficulties, but I, I know you'll make good and, and maybe we'll have you both back. <laughs> appreciate your time this Thank today. You, that works out. All right. We are um, excited about Women Behind the Mic, and we just want to know what inspired you to create a platform specifically for women uh, in this uh, ever so interesting entertainment business. We were inspired due to the fact that a lot of films that were being released and documentaries were glaringly absent of the women. Hmm. And I remember specifically perched in front of the television, ready to watch the new edition story. And my sisters, and we call each other sisters in the industry, those of us who work behind the scenes, my sisters who worked directly with new edition. And at the time I was a network producer for radio Mm -hmm. and they helped make my jobs easier so I was so excited to see how they would be depicted and night after night after night they were not there and I thought wait a minute wait a minute on behalf of them just my the righteous indignation that I felt Mm -hmm. and we got to work because revisionist history is in full swing Mm -hmm. and we cannot expect anyone to tell our stories so Michelle and I got to work yeah so and so why now why why do you think it's important now uh, for women in particular behind the scenes in the entertainment industry to tell the story and 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 as of now, do you see any results? Do you see folks really opening up to to want to hear these stories and, and really log these stories, if you will, especially for reference with the next generation of young girls uh, up and coming? You just said it. The next generation of girls who are up and coming, yeah. and that is the reason why. Mm-hmm. For a long time, 
I was just okay. Michelle was just okay with having a few trophies on the wall like the ones you see behind mm. me, our pretty pictures and our memories. But you know what? That's not okay anymore. Yeah. I have a daughter who's 21 and women everywhere, young women everywhere need to know that we were a part of history. Mm -hmm. And so this book's purpose is to cement our history because history deserves to be public, first of all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we are making these stories made known publicly when just amongst ourselves we knew these stories, but now we're sharing them with everyone and oh, the reception has been fantastic. Yes, people wanna know what happened behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that, LaJoyce, because as you are you know, climbing the ladder and, and, and gaining all the accolades and the notoriety I think sometimes we lose sight for those of us who, who are doing it and have done it. We lose sight that we are also curating a legacy that uh, the next generation can can live in and learn from. So with that in mind, talk a little bit about the mic check curriculum and how it continues to support women in, in their careers. And for those reasons, we created the mic check curriculum mm -hmm. because it is no good to keep this information to ourselves. That's right. I mean, we're moving on. We have retooled ourselves. I'm now a naturopathic doctor. I no longer work in entertainment, but what I do have are a set of skills that have translated into success in other arenas. And that is what young people can come to learn. Also, with the mic check curriculum, we want them to see that having a career in entertainment is viable. Mm -hmm. That young girls who know how to do hair, well, you know, we pay $1,500 a head mm -hmm. to get mm -hmm. that hair done. Mm -hmm. uh, the women who like to do nails and even the young men who like to cut hair, we have to take barbers on the road. Mm -hmm. And those are the kind of things you don't know. What? I could get paid to do that? What? I like listening to music and I can tell you what's a good song, what's a bad song, and I could get paid for that. And once people, this generation, this next generation comes to understand that you don't have to be the one singing on the mic, That's right. that the real power belongs, rests with the people who work behind the scenes. Yeah. And not only that, but they can see themselves earning a decent living mm -hmm. because once they come to understand that the entertainment industry is a contributor to the global economy, mm -hmm. they might start to look at it differently and choose different majors in college. Yeah, you know what? We just we talked not too long ago to uh, a stunt woman, black stunt woman, uh, in in uh, entertainment and all of her feats. And you know, I was listening to her talk, and I was like, I'm hoping the young soulmates that we call our viewers are listening in just yes. to know that this type of career is available. And sometimes, LaJoyce, that behind the scenes check is just as big or bigger <laughs> than in front of the camera. Briefly, as we've got a couple minutes left, talk a little bit about those careers that we might not be uh, aware of, stunt doubles, uh, camera operators. Um, we know of um, the uh, costume. Uh, we've just got the, the, the two Oscars. Um, yes. Talk about those fields that aren't as, po as popular. Everybody wants to be the A-list actor, but there are plenty of good employment opportunities uh, you know, behind the scenes. Good employment opportunities. Yeah. So while everyone is so busy posting themselves, you're not <laughs> understanding that you can actually get a check for being a social media, media curator and that on the staff of record labels, one label in particular, they have 22 employees for people who just curate content. Mm -hmm. So if social media is your thing and then if you like calling up a friend and telling them about what's hot and what's not, mm -hmm. then publicity may be your thing. That's right. And if you like getting into the mud of the things and, and starting from scratch and writing plans. And if writing is your thing, I'm a writer by trade, so it was very handy with publicity for me because there's a lot of writing involved, press releases, and yeah. newspapers will even run your entire release if it's a good one. Sure, we've got a little less than a minute left. Let's, uh, I don't wanna let you go without talking about the uh, book and lecture series, uh, Women Behind the Mic. Talk a little bit about that. Well, Women Behind the Mic, Curators of Pop Culture, Volume 1 has just been released, and it's titled Word to the Wise, mm. and because it's a lot of wise words from 22 women executives who worked behind the scenes, and we debuted number one on Amazon. We'll steer there a couple of weeks later, and the lecture series, we're going to be going to schools and colleges and HBCUs and all types of events where they, we will be had to share our stories with the public. 
Um, excellent. Thank you so much. We appreciate the movement. We'll have you back on with your partner, Michelle. Uh, God bless. And you're an official soulmate now, and we definitely appreciate you. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so, so much. much. We shall talk again. All right. Thank you. So, you know, I know we've we've wrapped up Women's mm -hmm. uh, History Month, but definitely mm -hmm. these ladies, you know, driving that whole point home, reaching mm -hmm. and breaking through those glass ceilings, especially to, you know, to be a woman and working with Bad Boy. And even though there was a lot of R&B acts, it was really, you know, hip hop rap heavy. Mm -hmm. And for them to still, you know, move through that industry with success um, was really, uh, really great to hear. And, and it really continues and it has inspired, you know, new up and coming uh, female execs in the, in the industry as and, well. And we know how challenging it can be mm -hmm. uh, for a woman to work behind the scenes yeah. in the music business. Mm -hmm. uh, what was the, what was her name? Dee from that rap show who tried to deal oh, with, Dr. Right, Dre with Dr. And Dre and got pushed completely yeah. out of the business. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, I, I, it's it's kudos mm -hmm. to any woman that can navigate mm -hmm. through this mm -hmm. quote unquote man's world yeah. and still make things and, happen. And, it's, things and happen. it's good now that that you know even though it might be a little late mm -hmm. that they still get their props. They still get yeah. kudos and they still yeah. get recognition so uh, big ups to those young ladies indeed all right speaking of kudos and recognition you know i'm a movie critic i've been a you, movie critic for, you for don't many years say. Many, uh, critics choice he's got the stripes the certificates the medals the gold uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. pardon me while i pat myself <laughs> on the back enough about that i really want to bring some light to this movie and it is my critics pick this film won the jury prize for the sundance film festival mm. it's a powerful drama about unconditional love it's called mm. A thousand and one. I really missed you, girl. Yeah, and apparently these roots too. What you been doing? What you been doing? Nothing yet. The roots make you too. Terry, just let me see your eyes, so I know you're not mad at me. Yeah, the story is about a recently released young woman from Rikers, and she goes back to Harlem in New York City, and she sees the kid that she left behind struggling in foster care. Mm. So she just got out of prison. She doesn't have custody of him, wouldn't even get custody of him. So she takes it on her own and just takes him away, tries to find a life for both of them. I won't give this movie away, but the film is emotional in so many ways about African-American urban experience. It's about the changing culture of New York City at the time. Uh, the film star is, yes, Tiana Taylor. She does great and says this about the film. Take a listen. This is an effing great film, you know, and I think that it is emotionally draining for all the characters. And when I say that, I mean like, you have to see it. It's such a good deal. Like that, that's what it should feel like, filming this, you know? Like who Inez is, it's like I have to go to a place to literally like drain myself, you know? And it, it was so much put into it. And you know, it's a great story, but it's also, it's also a very common story too. Yeah, and it's mm -hmm. emotional. A Thousand and One is one of the most well thought out scripts I have ever seen. I think her, uh, the young lady who wrote it, this is her first film, wow. young African-American writer. Wow. It packs an emotional punch. A Thousand and One, it's rated R. In theaters across the country right now, I will bring this movie back up when award season comes because mm -hmm. I do think it is deserving. A Thousand and One, well yeah. worth the time. They're saying an Oscar-worthy performance I from agree. Tiana Taylor. I agree. Coming up from the stage to the screen, we'll tell you all about an accomplished actress, writer, and motivational speaker who's doing big things in the industry. Get ready to get inspired. We'll be right back. You are watching Fox Souls, The Black Report. Hey, Soulmates, we are back, Fox Souls Black Report, with another amazing guest. So today we have the privilege of talking to the accomplished actress, writer, and motivational speaker, Edwina Finley, with her impressive acting career and successful nonprofit organization. We're gonna talk more about that. Edwina has inspired many with her work. Uh, so let's get to know more about this fascinating journey. We wanna welcome you to the show, Edwina. Thank you so much. It's so wonderful to be here. Absolutely. We just appreciate you. I love the energy. You look fantastic. I'm ready to talk a little bit about what you are up to, sister. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. What am I not up to? I know. So I'm launching Let's... a new TV series on Amazon called The Power. Okay. It comes out this Friday. It's a global nine-part series that we filmed in London, mm -hmm. in South Africa, um, in Eastern Europe, in Canada. You know, and it brings all of these different cultures and stories together 
um, to, to tell uh, a very exciting and kind of electrifying journey about young women who are able to electrocute people at will. Yeah. And they develop this power. And then the question is, what do they do when uh, when women, you know, essentially become on top when women are the ones that Call the shots. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to ask, talk a little bit more as much as you want to reveal without spoiling. Talk a little bit more about the character uh, in in the power. Sure. So my character's name is Helen Wright. Mm -hmm. I'm the chief of staff for Margot Cleary Lopez, played by the incomparable Tony Collette. And I'm pretty much the one that in the government, I'm trying to stay 15 steps ahead of the governmental leaders, of what's happening in the city. Right now, when you enter into the series, the whole city's on fire, right? There's fires breaking out everywhere and we're trying to get to the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. And we realize that it's because these girls now literally have fire and electricity coming out of their hands. And so it also asks the question too of of what kind of maturity you mm-hmm. need in life to be able to wield the power that you're given. Oh, I love that. So so yeah, so so um Helen is strategic, she's analytical, she's a bit sardonic and sarcastic. I say stylish. <laughs> um, you know, she kind of adds a bit of humor to the show, sure. but also is really about, you know, keeping Margot together, focused. Mm-hmm. And, and really getting ahead of this new yeah. worldwide phenomenon. Talk about, you know, black girl magic on, on steroids. Let's talk about your magic and, and your experience performing, you know, on stage and, and how that differs from your experience on the screen. We know that, that, you know, you've had a long journey and it continues with some of the successes, especially with power. Talk a little bit about the differences there. There, there is a difference from stage to the screen, oh. yes. There's absolutely a difference. I was born and raised in Washington, D.C., and I'm so grateful that I was raised in a city that not only cultivated my artistry, Mm -hmm. but also cultivated my blackness, which Mm. was just a wonderful- Chocolate um, city. Combination, yes, Mm -hmm. I was just about to say, we called it chocolate city back then growing up. We sure did. Wonderful, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I went to Duke Ellington School of the Arts there, studied theater. And, you know, they really valued pouring into underserved youth. And so I had an opportunity to travel all over the world, singing and dancing and performing as a high school student. Mm -hmm. After that, went to NYU, studied um, theater there. But then after that, you know, it's kind of funny because I launched into this career that was going back and forth between theater, which I was so used to, and television. Mm -hmm. I have this funny story of, you know, coming out of school I'm working in Shakespeare theater at in Washington DC singing in Welsh but mm-hmm. then in the mornings I would run up to Baltimore and, sh- and like be a straight up cold hard gangster in the wire. <laughs> right I remember I like, that you were so good yeah Shakespeare at night and I feel yep. like that's kind of been my career you know <laughs> so many different types of roles and different genres and you know, different cultures. It shows range, Edwina. Lots of range you had going on, for sure, for sure. So let's get into, um, you talked about pouring into the youth and manifesting our dreams. Let's talk a little bit about uh, your Abundant Life You nonprofit organization that really focuses on, you've already kind of spoke on it, empowering uh, young adults uh, and artists, uh, in particular women. Talk a little bit about what uh, inspired you to get that started. Sure, absolutely. You know, sometimes I find that the people that feel closest to a matter or an issue are the people that's gone through it, mm-hmm, right? And mm-hmm. so when I was a young person, you know, beating the cold hard streets of New York City, it was really, you know, I was looking for my dream. I was praying for my dream. I was asking God, you know, to if I could partner with him to manifest this life that I was believing for for myself. Right. And during that time, the city, New York City, was going through a lot because it was right after 9-11. Mm-hmm. People were experiencing a lot of turmoil. And so I decided to begin this nonprofit organization, Abundant Life You, and myself and a team, we would travel all over New York, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, predominantly in housing projects. Mm. And we just made it our mission to really set the world ablaze as far as people being able to see their purpose and vision and calling. And then over the years, especially, you know, moving to Hollywood, Mm -hmm. I've been able to garner some of my celebrity friends 
and we just have come together to mm -hmm. really empower the next generation of artists, creatives, business leaders. We believe that some of the brilliance, and especially within our African-American community, that there is brilliance um, you know, that we have that sure. may not be fully tapped. So That's we have right. programs like financial planning, goal setting. We started a school a few years back and, and created a program called Artist CEO mm -hmm. to really help develop the next generation. You know, and now we've got a business incubator that's about to begin for young adults. We feel we realize that 70 percent of next generation want to begin their own businesses. So what does that look like for them? And then a big part of it, too, is called abundant life. Right. So there's a very spiritual element to it as well. Yeah. There's a mental health and faith component as well. And so we are faith based. And that's a big part of you know, what we want to share as well, that God has a plan for all of our lives and how can we strategically partner with him? Absolutely. The manifestation of it. Absolutely. Girl, that's not a nonprofit. That is a, a movement and a ministry. <laughs> we love Hallelujah. it. We love it. We love it. Real quick. We got about, you know, 10 seconds. I want to wrap up with we can catch uh, the power this Friday. Uh, uh, where about again? Where can we watch that? Yes, It's going to be the first three episodes are going to drop on Amazon Prime in 240 countries. So it's amazing. Global. Amazing. Dropping this Friday and then one episode a week after that. Okay, sounds good. Edwina Finley, thank you so much, sister. You're an official soulmate. We got to have you back to talk more about this, this movement and this uh, ministry and we'll be looking for you. And when you win that Oscar one day, you better come back and, and let me touch it. <laughs> I know that's right. All right. We love you. Thank you for your time today. We'll talk soon. Take care. Be safe. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. like a movement. Like I, I mm -hmm. said, you know, to her, this is a ministry. This yes. is a movement and inspiring that next generation to come up after her. Mm -hmm. yeah. Edwina, go ahead, handle, handle her business, you know. I love that she's doing more than mm -hmm. just what it seems on the surface mm -hmm. because she's really touching yeah. on so many different things. Yeah. That was a good interview, and by the thank way. Thank you. And, and, you know, she's been a character actor for so long. Mm -hmm. I feel like she's now moving into where you know her name and yes. not just, you know, you've seen her yes. face, but now you're going to, you know, remember her name. So many blessings to her. Isn't she it cool when somebody can take a platform and grow it? Isn't that something? And, and, and really what they're doing is helping. Mm -hmm. And to sound so grounded and anchor out mm -hmm. there in La La Land. Yeah, I know, we know, you know how, how LA that is. is. Yeah. And I know you yeah. know as you know, a film LA critic who's, yeah. who's out there a lot, yeah. who talks yeah. a lot about these mm -hmm. these actors and actresses and you their transgressions. That's right. Out there, so yeah. good for her. Yeah. Good Thanks for her. for her time today. Mm -hmm. All right. For the full rundown on today's stories and more, access Fox Souls video on demand from any of our partners. You can even uh, see past shows that you may have missed out on. And don't forget, Soulmates, the Fox Soul app is absolutely free. So is it free? Yeah. So I make love sure that. You download that today. I have to tell you something. I do enjoy. Sitting I do. Next to you. I do. You, you are, are the people's champ, fun. honey. Uh, and I appreciate, I appreciate you. you. No, you're great, no, Courtney. No, you're great. No, get you're, get you're out great. the way, everybody. No, you're we're, great. We're, we're too busy telling each other how great we are. I know. <laughs> no, I'm Courtney Hicks. You know, I appreciate you most. I appreciate them the most for tuning Aww. in. I'm Lee Thomas in for any quarter like Corte. You've been watching Fox Souls Black Report. Stay safe and we'll see you soon. Thanks, Lee. You the one. You the one. You the man. You the man. You the man. <laughs> no, no, you, you the woman. Oh, man.